Welcome to The Supernatural Show, where we explore herbalism, the holistic, personalized, and nature-based practices with the power to change the world. I'm your host, Rochelle Robinette, registered clinical herbalist and the founder of Pharmacon Supernatural, a company dedicated to the art of functional nature. Welcome to this show. It's a brand new venture from me, your host, Rochelle Robinette, herbalist, naturalist, and the founder of Pharmacon Supernatural, which is a destination for all things herbalism, natural health, and what we call the art of functional nature. In future episodes of the show, I'm going to share more about my philosophy and approach to plant-based wellness. I'll share recipes and formulas for working with herbalism in modern daily life. I'll share readings from my personal library, from the Supernatural archives, and anything new that I'm writing or publishing, and the business side of herbalism. I'll pull back the curtain on some of my processes in building this company and share stories from entrepreneurship. This first episode is simply an introduction to me. It'll be a glimpse of the arc of my life from growing up on a farm in the Pacific Northwest to working in fashion in New York City to becoming an herbalist and CEO. And now I'm sitting here with you today, inviting you into this world with the intention of making natural health accessible to everyone. If you enjoy this show, please remember to subscribe, like, and share. Every little bit helps support this work. Thanks so much for being here. And now the show. I grew up on a farm in the Pacific Northwest. It was in the valley. Uh, below Mount Rainier. We called it Foggy Bottom Ranch because it was always foggy. We had chickens and pigs and cows and horses and a huge garden. And I was the oldest, the only girl in a family of four other brothers and my dad and my stepmom. The reason that we were on this farm is because my dad's family are ranchers, real cowboys in Wyoming. And my dad grew up in this rough, wild, wild country and wanted us to have a similar upbringing. So we would just go get lost in the fields, go get lost in the forests, climb the trees, swim in the creek, like just come back covered in mud and many other things. That proximity to the dirt and the plants and nature and the solitude of being in that much space is where my relationship with the natural world began. So on that farm, you know, we were growing our own vegetables. Uh, I was, you know, talking to the wind, falling asleep to coyotes and frogs. And my dad was an anesthesiologist. And he actually, he even took us to work with him. So we got to see, you know, what it was like inside a surgery center, inside a human body when we were very young. My dad being in Western medicine was this 
interesting sort of juxtaposition to the natural environment that we were living in. And added to that is the fact that my mom is a dietitian, nutritionist, and works in functional health. So I had this, you know, alternative medicine influence when I was at mom's house, and I had this kind of doctor surgery medication influence when I was at dad's house, and yet there was also the farm, which was this whole, you know, wholesome, natural environment. And the sort of one of the themes of that time that has traveled with me and affected my work today is this sort of treatment of the body as a tool, as something that we need to tend to, care for, and that sometimes that is a conversation and a relationship and it's intuitive, um, maybe energetic, and that sometimes it's this very practical manual sort of we have to do surgery or we need to, you know, remove a thing or add a thing. And it made me very conscious of this relationship that we have with ourselves and with the environment. So when I wasn't playing on the farm, I was looking at fashion magazines. And my first fashion magazine probably was one of my mom's. You know, I got into Seventeen really early and then Jane and then all of them. And fashion for me was this whole different world. It was uh, fantasy and art and self-expression and cities and like so cool and so different, so kind of liberated and expressive, um, which was not what I was experiencing in my very small town and very small school. You know, there was no stoplight in town. Uh, my school was very small. I already said small. <laughs> um, so I started to dress creatively or just as weirdly as I could get away with as a way to express myself. I didn't fit in at school. I went to a very small town, hyper-religious school, and I was not religious, so I was ostracized. And I used my fashion as a way to at least feel like I was able to express myself, get some kicks, like, wear my combat boots when I had to wear a dress on Wednesdays, things like that. I did win best dressed every single year, but I also got teased a lot. And I got teased for my lunches because way back then I was eating health food and I was teased about my food in junior high, high school, every single one of my jobs, all the way up until I quit my last job and became an herbalist. So by the time I was in high school, I was convinced that, you know, New York was where I was headed, but I ended up staying in Seattle for a bit. I was working as a journalist. I was doing as much as I could in the fashion scene there. So modeling, uh, producing shoots. I was working for Microsoft, working for Nordstrom. At one point, there was the biggest local magazine. And I was on the cover as the model for this sort of cover shoot. And separately, 
as a journalist, I'd written the feature article in the magazine. Totally unrelated. They didn't even realize I was the same person. And at that point, I was like, okay, I've hit the ceiling in Seattle. It's time to go. So I sold everything I owned. I had my two suitcases. I had no friends. I had nowhere to live. I did not know my way around New York and I bought the one-way ticket and flew to New York to start over. I moved to New York and I will tell you more about that crazy journey in future episodes. But long story short, you know, I came out to work in fashion and I hustled and hustled and hustled. My dreams started coming true. You know, these, these people who I had pinned up photos of on my wall in high school and in college, the models, the photographers, the stylists, the editors, I was getting to work with them. I was getting to travel, you know, I was, was flying to Italy to help produce these shows and loving my life, loving it. But two things happened at about the same time. After I started to have these experiences of, you know, quote unquote dreams coming true and like doing the thing that I came to New York to do that I had wanted to do since I was a kid, you know, after I started to have those experiences, I realized that I didn't feel like I needed to have them forever. Like I was still young and I was, you know, checking these boxes and I thought, oh my gosh, well, if I'm checking these boxes now, then that means that like there, there are future goals ahead of me that I don't know yet. I imagined that fashion was my, my whole life and I could start to feel that it wasn't, that I had, you know, this, this capacity to move on to more and different. At the same time, I was in a meeting with our client at the time and the client was Estee Lauder and we were pitching, my advertising agency was pitching a campaign for one of their skincare products. And the client stopped us and turned to me and I'm like, I'm not the one in charge of this meeting. And she turns to me and she said, I wanna know what you do to take care of your skin. Your skin is great, what's your routine? And I was so embarrassed, totally blushed, totally stammered something about, you know, my food, my smoothies, my herbal tea, you know, my lifestyle. And she kind of nodded and like we went back to the meeting. After that meeting, she pulled me aside and she said, tell me a little bit more about all that stuff. And I told her and she said, you have something special. You should really consider sharing that with the world. And she was not the first person to tell me that, but she was the last person to tell me that before I decided to do exactly that. So after that conversation, I went home and I started a blog. And the blog was about the things that I knew and the things that I was learning about natural health. Everything holistic, plant-based, esoteric, 
biohacking, you name it. And it was at a time when the wellness industry, the wellness trend hadn't happened yet. All of the websites were terrible. Nothing was fashionable. Nothing was sexy or cool. And I thought, I'm going to combine what I care about from an aesthetic standpoint and what I care about from a health standpoint and present it to people in a way that is all that it can be. And that was the beginning of Supernatural. What started with a blog grew into a private practice and my own product line. And at that point, I officially quit working my full-time fashion advertising jobs and was completely independent. I started to teach classes and workshops, and then I opened a cafe, apothecary, and then I started to hire a team, and then we launched more products, dived into the world of manufacturing, and my private practice grew so much that I moved into offering online education so it's on demand and available for anybody all of the time. The community expanded, my team expanded, all the offerings of Pharmacon Supernatural expanded. So I'm an official herbalist living in Brooklyn. Registered herbalist, R-H-A-H-G, is a certification that validates my education and work as an herbalist. It's an accreditation granted by the American Herbalists Guild as a sort of stamp of approval that makes one an official herbalist. I'll talk more about the American Herbalists Guild and herbalism schools and the path to becoming an herbalist in future episodes. My work has included a private practice, so seeing clients one-on-one, -on -one, a cafe and apothecary serving beverages and bulk herbs, uh, so many events, so many experiences, so much content, and a lot of education about how to be healthier with plants. All of this, the online education, the writing, the products, the whole world of herbalism is my company, Pharmacon Supernatural. I describe what we do as the art of functional nature. I care a lot about the beauty of this work. I like to show that there is art and fashion and really brilliant sophistication in working with the botanical. And at the same time, Herbalism is accessible. It is the people's medicine. It is global. It is something that still 80% of the world's population relies on primarily as a form of healthcare. It used to be part of most of our lives, not something fringe or crunchy or suspicious or dubious or new. It is not new. With Supernatural, my intention is to create plant-based solutions for anybody who is seeking connection with their own nature. 
For those who want to go deeper than just learning the benefits of herbs, I'm always engaged in philosophical inquiries. I'm interested in the relationships of human beings within ourselves and with the environments that we exist within. I'll share more about the process of business building, entrepreneurship, and the business of wellness in future episodes, as well as more about my philosophy, practical applications of herbalism, and more. Overall, I think it's really helpful to know that my approach is very holistic. So I like to combine herbalism with modern science, with behavior modification and habit changing, with trends and whatever's happening in the zeitgeist. One of the things about herbalism that I've found is most surprising to people is how holistic it is. So while herbalism does deal with plants as medicine, it's actually inclusive of nutrition, sleep, movement, uh, mental health, community, the whole lifestyle that supports that herbal use. I will talk about all of that in future episodes of this show. I personally am a bit agnostic when it comes to the healing tradition that I'm following. And what I mean by that is that I don't specialize specifically in Ayurvedic medicine or traditional Chinese medicine, or Western herbalism, or shamanism. I do draw from all of those, and I do tend to follow most primarily Western herbalist practices, but I do look at all of those traditions and many, many more for insights and information when working with people and working with plants. Herbalism is really about the whole person and the whole lifestyle. Everything is on the table. I see it over and over again that people's lives change, maybe in a small way, it may be totally transformative. And this whole process is one of recalibrating our systems with nature. And nature is such a powerful force. Now I'm here with you, inviting you in, and intending to make everything that has helped me and helped so many people available to anybody, anywhere, anytime. There's so much more to share from within that story and beyond it. I really look forward to doing that with you and also to sharing more about my life outside of the herbalism work and supernatural from fitness to travel and writing I'm sure we have a lot in common and a lot to talk about. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Links to references from today's episode are all in the show notes. And if you have a question, please leave a comment. Please remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can also find this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other podcast network. To explore my archives of past articles, videos, recipes, and more, you can visit my website at www.ursupernatural.com. That's the letter U, the letter R, supernatural.com. I recommend subscribing to the free newsletter there. 
or you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Rochelle Robinette. Thanks so much for being here. Take great care and stay tuned for the next episode.